Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday edition of the show. Guys, I am sweating this one out because Kyle Krabs has come up with this show concept uh, that uh, has me sweating. It, it has me very nervous. We, uh, we we do this for a living, and we're about to piss off four fan bases, Kyle Welcome to the show, and can you just tell everyone what we're getting ourselves into today? Yeah, man. Now, listen, we're going to piss off four fan bases, but at the same time, we're not going to piss off 28 fan bases. Mm. So, strictly, if you play the numbers game, I'm okay with what's about to happen, even though it's going to get ugly. It's going to get bad. What we are doing, this was a hypothetical. I was having this conversation with somebody in my day-to-day life, and we were talking about the quality of of the NFL product and how certain positions are struggling and why that might be. And I said, well, you know, there's, there's 32 teams. That's a lot of football teams. You've probably stretched yourself thin as far as it relates to talent. And then that got me thinking, well, what happens if the NFL decided, Hey, you know what? They would never do this by the way. Uh, we hate money and <laughs> we, we realize our product is not as good as it could be. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of four franchises. We're going to we're going to have our own version of the purge, and we're going to get rid of four teams. We're going to scale back the twenty eight teams. We're going to do divisional realignment. That's not something we're talking about today. We're not talking about the reallocation of the players that are on the rosters. How that would work? We don't care right now. We are simply proposing what four teams out of this thirty two team league would each one of us eliminate, and why. And that's going to hurt some feelings, just to put it mildly. But this is a true villain type show concept that you've put together. And what's hard for me about this, Kyle, is somebody who kind of went a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan when Ralph Wilson passed all the uncertainty about who the owner of the team was going to be and the implications right. about it moving. Right. And to me, if the Buffalo bills ever moved out of Buffalo, they might as well have been removed from the NFL. And so I kind of like can relate with that fear 
and and my God, a hypothetical podcast, people don't get bent out of shape. We're forcing ourselves <laughs> to do this here. So we're going to pick four teams. It'll be interesting to see what type of overlap we have. Don't hate us. This is put gun to head type stuff here. Let's have some fun and rip on a few teams that we, we have to eradicate. Now, here's the deal. Before we start this exercise, Joe, I would like to talk to everybody at home about Vivid Seats. Maybe your team is one of the ones on the chopping block and you'd like to get to a game before we shut it down. Well, I got good news for you. Vivid Seats is your ticket. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime, especially after we cut your team from the league. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. So there's plenty of avenues that you can put this great resource to good use. With Vivid Seats, you get great prices and an easy purchasing experience with the podcast code Locked On. We are a part of the Locked On Network. We're thankful to be here, and it gives us the opportunity to present some really great deals for you guys. Listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Joe and I will be back right after this short break to piss off our first two NFL franchise fan bases. <sighs> Joe. For whom the bell tolls, my friend, are you ready to get into this conversation? No, but we have to. Can you speak to the criteria here before we officially piss people off? Sure. I mean, that, that's something that is, was pretty open-ended. I asked you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I said this show concept, you were like, oh, I got two teams right off the bat that I could think of. And I said, well, what's your context? And I said, well, it's a little different for all of them. So for me, I took several things into consideration. I tried to be logical about it. Looked at jersey sales and uh, ticket sales and attendance numbers and their demographics and their team prestige and success and uh, their their ownership. All of those things were factors that weighed into my decision for the four teams that I have on the chopping block. My criteria is really random. Um, uh, I think for me... Uh, there's no consistency. These are just the four teams <laughs> I felt the best about, so we'll, we'll do it. All right. Well, you are first, my friend. You got to introduce the first team on the chopping block. Yeah, this one this one made it easy to get on the list, and I hate to do it because they're like one of the original AFL teams, and they're long-term. You know, it started in 1960. But the Los Angeles Chargers, Kyle, this whole thing moving to Los Angeles was rubbing me the wrong way. They're playing in a a high school football stadium that they can't sell out. It's filled up with opposing teams' fans. And there is just no energy about this team going to Los Angeles. It's a shame because pretty good football team that I think has a bright future. And, you know, actually, literally Wednesday, we start getting some some articles surfacing about how the the ticket sales and stuff, the PSL sales aren't going as well as is anticipated. And it's like, just keep the damn team in San Diego. This team played one season – in its history in Los Angeles in 1960, and then it played from 1961 until, what, 2017 or 16 in San Diego. 
San Diego's perfectly fine town. It deserves to have an NFL team, and they robbed it from them, and they moved it to Los Angeles for no reason, for a cash grab, and it's not working out. Get this team out of the league if we have to do it. All right, so, yeah, if we're cutting teams, um, the Chargers are also on my list. Uh, they were not who I had queued to talk about here, but I do think it's appropriate since we're talking about them and having this conversation that if we have overlap, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle and talk about the Chargers. Yeah. Order's not uh, important to me, to be honest with yeah, you. So. Yeah, so uh, the ownership group here was definitely a factor that weighed into this. And as you said, this this move was a cash grab. They moved into a saturated market where you already had the Rams. I get the NFL once football back in Los Angeles. But why do you need to have two teams? You know, Los Angeles, the reason they moved teams out of Los <laughs> Angeles is because they couldn't get support for football teams in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So now we get one that moves back. Hey, we're doing this again. Let's move two teams to Los Angeles. Dean Spanos, you want a crap ton of money? Sure. Well, there you go. There's the move as it takes place. So ownership, lack of fan support because of where they're playing, the venue that they're playing at, uh, attendance numbers, they're, they're not filling and selling out a, you referred to it as a, what, a high school football stadium? I think it's technically a soccer stadium, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the saturated market that they are in, those were all variables that factored into me putting the chargers on the chopping block and saying, Hey, you know what? This isn't going to work. You guys are in a bad place right now as a franchise and an organization. I'm going to cut you. All right. So we both have the chargers on the list. They're gone. Go They're out. Charges go. They're out. Sorry. If they were in San Diego, I'm not sure I'd even thought about them for the list to be honest with you, but here we are, Kyle. All right. What's next? Who you got next on this list? You're going first this time. No, no, you're going first. I'm oh, introducing am the I? next two first. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that that was uh, something we talked about in the pre-show, but I definitely forgot about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Are you ready for my next one? I'm eagerly awaiting your next one. This is a big effing deal. Because I'm getting rid of the friggin' Raiders, Kyle. They're 80s. They're getting out of the NFL. And let me tell you why. Because they're moving as well. They're moving to Las Vegas. And this is a team that has bounced around. What are they were? They were in Los Angeles. They went to Oakland. Now they're going to Las Vegas. And that's secondary to the whole fact of we would all just be saved. The NFL would be a better place if John Gruden wasn't running one of these franchises. I'm looking down the barrel at nine more years of this leadership. And he, he is the most egotistical football person I've ever seen. And it, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun to just have so much material to crap on. I want like a good competitive league. And he is setting this thing back. And on top of that, we're moving to Las Vegas. Why are we doing that? This team is in Oakland. This team was in Los Angeles. So all these moves, the, the direction that this thing is headed – and I've got to get rid of one of the uh, the most storied franchises. I'm sorry, you know, Raiders fans, you're going to be great for us at the Draft Network because you're going to be there a lot. But if we got to get rid of four, they're number two on my list to get out of here. Yeah, you know, this was, this was hard because I looked at team prestige was something I looked at. And there's so mm-hmm. much story to the Raiders, the, the dynasty that they had and John Madden and all the great plays that were a part of the the history of the league that they were a part of. Mm -hmm. But the Davis family hasn't been good owners since before Al passed. Like it's, they've been bad. It's been bad ownership for a really long time. And then you add in the relocation, uh, the, the team success since the turn of the millennium 
has been non non-existential. They, they have not been a good football team. I think the best year they had was what? Hugh Jackson went eight and eight one year, and then they fired him afterwards. You know, the twelve and four Jack Del Rio. It's like three That's years. Correct. Ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's easy to forget that one because yeah. uh, the next year they fired Jack Del Rio. The yep. year after going twelve and four. So. Uh, the Raiders are also on my chopping block. The direction of the franchise is very questionable right now. Um, and they actually got on this list just ahead of a team like the Detroit Lions was one that I was considering. But Detroit got saved because Oakland's ownership group right now is just a hot freaking mess. Well, the Lions fans no longer have to sweat. They're not on your list. Are they um, on your list? They don't know if they're on your list. They, they don't know. They don't know. Um, so they but they're going to find out. They're going to have to keep listening. I'm going to tell you about one of our sponsors here today, Kyle, before we get to our next two teams. And I'm talking about Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for brand new, brand name clothes? Why do we even buy new kids clothes just because they're going to outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes. There is, people. Swap.com. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to the store after store, sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find exactly what you need. There's over 14 million tons of textiles that are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel really good about when you choose to shop at Swap.com. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 50% off, excuse me, 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. Quality hand-specced items are added daily to the inventory, and if something doesn't fit, you can enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. We've got a special offer for our listeners. So if you're thinking about this, you're hearing us talk about swap.com, go check it out because we got a deal. You get 35% off select items on your first order with our promo code locked on. Plus, you can find new deals every single day on swap.com's homepage. So get that 35% off your first order on select items by visiting swap.com and using our promo code locked on. All right, guys, we'll be back right after this to chop more two teams, two more teams from the NFL. All right, Kyle, we're back. We got two more teams to cut, and I'm really happy that you're going first. But it's going to be interesting because we were we had the same two in the previous segment. So will we have the overlap again? It's time to find out. Yeah, I love this leverage at the back half of the show because yeah. I can make you twist in the wind right now. Nicely done. And don't know, I don't know who might or might not be on the chopping block. You know, team didn't have a whole lot of support up in western New York as of a couple of years ago. I don't know. But for right now, I'm going to let that hang, Joe, because I want to talk about the Washington Redskins. <laughs> you want to talk about terrible ownership? Dan Snyder's probably the worst owner in the NFL. No, you add in on top of this. There is controversial branding around this team. Seems like every two years, uh, people are voicing their displeasure with the naming of the team and how they feel it's disrespectful. And Dan Snyder, you know, he holds his ground and, you know, it dies down and then it bubbles back up again. But Joe, what if I told you 
the last time the Washington Redskins sold more than 90% of the tickets for their home games was 2010. Um, they got a way too big stadium. Yeah. But they their have a big enough market. Is yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they cannot keep that stadium full. They are leaving empty seats. Um they, I think they've been like mid 80s as far as ticket sales for a vast majority. And there are NFL teams that have uh, stadiums that seat the same amount as what FedEx Field sits. Their stadium is big. It's not astronomical. It's not a college-sized stadium like the mm-hmm. Texas Longhorns or the Horseshoe. I think they fit 68, 69,000 people in that stadium. That's, you know, that, that's up there with the top of the NFL. But as you said, this is a big market, and they just they don't sell tickets. So if you're looking for what is the team that consistently has the greatest attendance issues, it's the Washington Redskins. Dan Snyder is not a good owner of an NFL franchise. All these things combined, plus the controversy around this team, it's a team that I'm cutting off my list. I like it, Kyle. They're also on my list. So we've only got one more spot to be different. We've got one more spot to be different. I think we're going to be because I don't think you're going to chop this team. I think, like you said there, Kyle, we just solve a lot of problems by getting rid of the Redskins, the naming stuff, Dan Snyder, um, and just a a fan base that just is not energized. Now, it's a big fan base. It's widespread because, you know, I live in Charlotte, so I a lot of people in the Charlotte area are Redskins fans because that was the, that was the, like, the local team before the Panthers came in 96. And so um, it, it hurts me a little bit to, you know, get rid of a team that's had a lot of great history, you know, early 90s, Joe Theismann, you know, all the – there's a, the, the, the pig – what is that called? The, the, uh, think, the hogs. Whatever, the hogs, yeah. The hogs. <laughs> yeah. All of that stuff is really cool. But, you know, you think about the last 25 years of Redskins football and it's really forgettable. And it's really inconsistent, and they've done some funky stuff, and that's what happens when a fan becomes an owner. Um, just, just it's hard to get behind them, and it, it does hurt me. This that one hurt me the most. Uh, I consider between them and the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, but the, so Cardinals, the Cardinals are safe on your list. The Cardinals are safe, and they, they look. And I'm I'm going to take a jab at the Cardinals because I don't like that they've moved so many times. This was a team that was in Chicago, then St. Louis, and then Arizona. And if there's probably a team that could be eliminated from the NFL, and, and very few people would even realize it, it'd probably be the Cardinals. But they're saved because of the ineptitude of Dan Snyder and the uh, the, the problems we can solve by getting rid of the Redskins. Amen, brother. All right, so we're down to this last slot. I'm excited. I had a couple candidates for this pick. I ended up settling on the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. Talk about team prestige. This team has none. (laughs) Never won a Super Bowl. Um, They've had some good players come through, but this is a team that plays in a relatively small market. Uh, They also are a team that has struggled in recent years with ticket sales. And... Generally speaking, I think if you're looking at markets, it was a big deciding factor for me. Cincinnati, it's wedged in between Indianapolis and Pittsburgh and Caddy Cornered, and it was a coin toss for me. I'm going to throw a fifth team name in here and pull a Joe Marino. Between them and the Tennessee Titans, I I ended up siding with the Cincinnati Bengals. I am keeping the Titans. Titans fans, put your pitchforks down right now. I have 14 bases mad at me already. I don't need a fifth. <laughs> and I invite, so you invited the Titans and I invited 
the Cardinals unnecessarily to right, the conversation. Yeah. So now we pissed off 10 franchises. <laughs> what are we doing? We're bad at this. Okay, so before I give my number one, and it, it is different, so we have a different team here. I want to talk about the teams quickly that I didn't include on here. That and you I were was considering. Well, no, I never considered them. And, I, and, and probably a lot of people, when they were making their own lists at home, I know you put out a, a fun tweet yesterday that – uh, generate a lot of discussion. A lot of teams, you see a lot of the Bills, you see a lot of the Lions, you've seen a lot of the, the Browns. And I was very against those teams, not just because I'm a Bills fan, but because those are literally towns that if you took those teams out of those towns, just depressed cities, right? Those like cities that is, die. That's what yeah. they have. And, and what's fun, and, and I've lived, you know, lived in Buffalo, New York. I know what a team like that means to that community and how it's knitted into the fabric of everything that you do. So I, I get it. And so I'm not, I'm not taking that away. There's no way, no way were those teams ever in consideration for me. And, and I, I, Kyle, I thought you were going to get rid of the bills. I, I did. And then when you started know, talking about I played it off till the end, man. yeah, you know what I was, and you started talking about team success and that's a, <laughs> come on now. Like it's about as bad as it gets. Yeah, but you know what? Bill's mafia is such an avid yeah. fan base. I have Got to respect it. that. You heard it there, folks. Kyle respects Bill's Mafia. Um, okay, so here's who here's who I'm getting rid of. This is the one that I came to quickly. This is the one that can be gone. I don't even care if I piss off this fan base. Jacksonville, Jaguars, you're out. You're out right away. This is a team that can't sell out at stadium until they got good here recently. There was tarps up all over the upper deck. They've got to have swimming pools throughout their concourse to get people to come. That's there's badass, actually, though. There's, no, there's people freaking swimming during that's a badass. football game? No, yeah. that's, that's why. No, you don't intermingle the two. I, no, that, it, it's bad. Um, this is a team that has like – they play every year in another freaking continent because it's that – it's that disposable for them to go play somewhere else and take away a home game from that city. I just don't think it's a good football town. It's a team that's only been around since 96. That's not a short amount of time, but it makes me feel easier about getting rid of a team. And, and I, and I live in Carolina, right? I live in Charlotte. So I know they came at the Jaguars and Panthers were the same year. And so it's really interesting to me, like a, a team that's existed for only 26 years, like, there are people that are 40, 50 years old that are Panthers fans or Jaguars fans. Like, who did you like before that team existed? Did you switch teams? Because I don't know how to do that. I'd love to switch from being a Buffalo Bills fan. It would solve so many of my heartaches on Sundays, but I literally can't do it. So there's grown men, grown women out there that have made that switch from what, who do they like in Florida? They like the Dolphins or the Buccaneers, or the Falcons. They like somebody. The people in Jacksonville like somebody beforehand. And so you can go back to rooting for that team. We're getting rid of the Jaguars. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I guess the good news is if you cut the Jaguars, Blake Bortles probably never has to start another football <laughs> game in the NFL. Well, he could, uh, he could start for the Bills, I'll tell you that. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this, Kyle. One of the, the one of the the roots, the genesis of this discussion was you know you mentioned in the pre in the in the, in the open there that there's just there's some there's some teams that are just bad and right it's, it comes down to to me it comes down to a lack of qualified people to play starting quarterback in the NFL right so that's where you get your really bad teams. Look at a team like offensive Buffalo, line as well. Yeah, yeah, you and you've you've come back with that as well. You and mm-hmm. by getting rid of four teams, you probably add another starter potentially to every team. And the Bills don't have one of the best seventy quarterbacks in the NFL on their team right now. Yeah, I'm but serious. they got Josh Allen though. 
They don't right. He's not one of the best 70. Nate Peterman's not one of the best hundred. And Derek Anderson starting on Sunday, brother. <laughs> Blake Bortles being started day one. Man. Yeah, man. It, that's that's what I when that news came out, that's exactly what I tagged the tweet as. What a time to be alive. Derek Anderson signed last week. Made the He's, Pro Bowl in 2007. He sure did. Cleveland Browns starting great. the game in 2018 for the Buffalo Bills. They're being on the team for a week. Unbelievable. Well, make sure you hit subscribe on this podcast so you can check in on how Joe's feeling Monday morning. <laughs> I have no because expectations. We're going to love that show. It's going to be a great show. We're going to recap everything that happened in the weekend of college and pro football. So we're going to have good stuff for you. We got Takes on Takes coming up next Tuesday. We have the super show with the Locked On Boys tomorrow right here. So hit that subscribe button. Please follow along with us. We would love for you to take that ride with us. Uh, make sure you reach out to us on Twitter. As Joe said, I put out a tweet yesterday asking the the readers for their four teams to eliminate, and I was stunned by the amount of petty responses. Get rid of every <laughs> team in my division except for mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the vast majority of responses were just get rid of these teams. I hate them. So uh, you can still chime in. Even after you listen to the show, you can reach us. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks so much for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.